Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast, where like we do every single week, we try to figure out, am I the jerk for punching every small puppy that walks by? I know what you're thinking, but just consider that the answer could actually be yes. I could. It might be yes. Nope. Uh, they probably deserved it. They probably deserved it. That's exactly right. That's why you're the co-host here. I'm, of course, coach, and this is... Hey, it's Josh Kennedy from Facebook. I love uh, that guy. I like to promote bad behavior and thoughts. So, Punching puppies is not actually what we condone. We do condone good Marvel content, Mm, uh, which is what I believe we watched and what we're going to discuss. Great Marvel content. I'll go that far. I'll go that far for this one. All right. Well, to break it down, it is going to be spoilers. You see the ticker flowing across the bottom of the screen. We're going to jump right in. We're not going to like half and half. No, spoilers right at the start. Um, which I sort of gave away in our little non-spoiler. There, are, no one dies. Which there, that's. It was a small spoiler, but I named the episode "spoiler-free" with one spoiler, so everyone knows. So everyone knows what's coming. Uh, which I guess is interesting. Just before we said that, I never even be thought honest, about. I never even considered someone would die, which is weird because usually when something that's like odd, ends, I legitimately thought we we're gonna lose half the guardians in this one. Oh. To be perfectly honest, because I like Dave Batista and Zoe, both Enzo Zaldana both said they're not coming back. Now, Dave Batista is definitely out, but Zoe, I mean, maybe she could go either way. But as of right now, they both said they're not coming back. So I was a little surprised that neither of them died in this film. Honestly, ever since uh, Fast and Furious, when Paul Walker died, but then his character didn't die, I kind of just that seems to be what studios do now. They're just like, yeah, we'll just let the character. Live I mean, else. yeah, they'd probably just recast. So that that's definitely possible. I mean, I don't, they've Marvel as we go on is getting better and better about being okay with recasting because you know we just kind of have to. It's been going on for so long. Some actors are dying; they can't live forever. There's certain ones that can just kind of be switched out. I'll be bummed though. I'll say one of my favorite things about this film was uh, the fact that James Gunn is trying to make every WWE superstar do a stupid dance in his projects, and I can I can really appreciate that because him and John Cena both should just be him. Dancing like, is yeah. for idiots. Dancing is for idiots. Was he? That what he says. Yes. All right. Let's uh, let's jump into the movie then. We'll sort of break it down similar to how we did in our spoiler free, but more in depth. This movie. Uh, was pretty good. We we seem to have liked all the characters, and we seem mm-hmm. to have positive reviews about all of them. Uh, if there's one I wanted to jump in a little more deeply, would be I'll start with Rocket. We'll do it in reverse order this time. Sure. Uh, yep. Rocket sort of gets the the pseudo main character, kind of, because I mean he's the one who has the backstory. And he's connected to the villain the most. I would almost go as far as to say he was the one that got a solo section in this movie. Maybe that's what the best right. way to phrase it. Cause he's not the main character because when we are in like real life, he's, you know, on a hospital bed. So it's not as like, the, yes, as the plot the is progressing. Exactly. It's definitely more of just the guardians really, which is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, he's the one who has like its own section of backstory. That's a cool story, the backstory. Um, it sort of seems a little out of nowhere if you really think about the kind. Con- like, it doesn't really give him to the previous Guardians. No, well, yeah, in a way. You, he says in the first one that he was kind of experimented on. That's kind of yeah, also implied. It's just kind of like now we get to see what actually occurred, and it was majorly depressing. <laughs> it was majorly depressing. Uh, so the the he gets stuck in the set. Well, we, if you haven't watched the movie, I don't know what you're doing here. But he like he gets experimented on, duh. Um, but he gets thrown in this cell with some other animals who are also experimented on. There's there's four little friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all super cute, but sort of creepy. You know. Uh, how do you say your name, Linda Cardellini? I think she's uh, now two Marvel characters, which is interesting. She was uh, the voice of Lila in this one, and then also Hawkeye's wife. So, good honor. Good honor. Yeah, you could do as much as you want as long as it's just your voice. Well, I mean, but, it's, uh, yeah, it's a voice in the character. You know, spoiler is dead. <laughs> yeah, super dead. Uh, if we say yeah, we said no one dies, but all of his friends die, which is super. Sad. That's the funny. Yeah, like very no cool. main characters die, but there was definitely some death in this, and some of it was kind of brutal, man. 
no, those those characters dying was brutal. Like it was sad. Mm -hmm. It was first off, it was sad just when you met them because you just like they were they were very like grotesque looking, but also cute. It's just like they really had to like toe the line there. They're like, oh, we got to make them look really sad, but also cute. And they they did incredible. Like that bunny is like scary. But it's also like the cutest thing. Stupid little voice, and it names itself Floor because it lays on the floor. Because like, it lays uh, on the floor. That's, no, that's so good. That's such a good name. Uh, yeah, I mean that that little crew is good. The sort of the story they gave to Rocket. So sort of, he's this super genius. Um, I think even more so than I had caught on well we that was the interesting thing. he's always kind of been implied to be a mechanical weapons expert but it, like what we discovered in this film is like he's just all around a genius he was programmed to be that way so that was kind of interesting to see him take on different levels of just mental capacity i guess maybe it's because he's he's not star lord so in the other films he's more of like a secondary as far as like what the yeah. movie's focused on so it was cool to see a little bit more on this one. Yeah, it's definitely interesting that he like he just he has this intuitive brain that can sort of pick things up and do anything he wants, which is very interesting. That's sort of what the experiment's for, this trying to create this perfect society, which is like, okay, it's like whatever. It's an interesting backstory. But what it does to Rocket is is interesting because Rocket was supposed to just be this throwaway step yeah. on evolution. But he was actually. But he surpassed. outsmarted his yeah. maker. Yeah. So that's what drives the high evolutionary so crazy in this one is just he created something that surpassed him, which, you know, obviously is inevitably what AI is going to do to humans, right? That's what we're going with here. That's no. what we're going with. <laughs> we're going to start with those president memes on YouTube. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we're all dead. But, you yeah. know, that's, that's, there's really no in between. That's really, a, that's, that's for our children to worry about. I think we will be okay. I'm done. Mm-hmm. dying at 55 anyway heart attack like everyone else in my family mm. um yeah yeah no fun but that's it's an interesting backstory for rocket and i think it, it makes for an interesting villain i just thought it was too many times and like i just yeah just one too many flashbacks one too many scenes although i can't think of which one i would pick out or anything obviously so i don't know yeah i mean overall i was satisfied with uh with rocket's backstory and had a lot of screen time. I guess it sounds like it felt like a bit much to you, but to me, it, it felt it felt all right. Like I didn't feel like it got in the way of anything. You pointed out how much you hated all the needle drops in this one. There's a lot of music yes, and a that's lot of needle thing. dropping for the music. <laughs> I actually like. Act, I was actively annoyed by it. I was just like, I didn't oh. think it was that bad. I think I think I gave it a little bit more leeway because that's literally kind of like, okay, it's cassette tapes. That's like the theme. I get it. Volume one, two, I and three. This is the last one. I've watched the last two. I get the music is good, but there was just times where it was like, oh, we're gonna jump, and it's like we're gonna go in slow motion and yep. play this song for mm-hmm. thirty-five seconds for like no reason. I'm just like, oh, just land, like just land. Oh, you know that takes me right to one of the best jokes of the entire movie, though, <laughs> with the buttons on the communicator. And that is blue. the best joke. So the I, best I, joke. I told it's my like, wife that joke because I got home because I thought I it was so blue funny. to talk to the blue. It's like no green is blue is the open channel and green blue goes to red and red goes to orange. And I was like, I thought that was intuitive. Like, yeah, the fact that they were like, oh, I thought that was intuitive. I had me dying. It's just uh, so. Yeah, that's look out for that joke. I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you already saw it, but go watch it again just to enjoy that. Because I'll always think it's that. on Disney Plus. It's going to be great. I'm going to think about it all the time. That might be one of the most memorable quotes out of nowhere in this movie. I'm like, oh yeah, that's one of the best jokes. I'm definitely going to use it anytime someone is just confused by something that's yeah, obviously it be intuitive. I don't know, dude. Yeah. It seems pretty intuitive to me. Uh, that is a funny joke. But yeah, the music drops. I thought was one too many, but there were some good ones. I like the little. Uh, the flash forward to the nineties for like half a second to go oh, one song at the end, but no. I would like to keep, I would like to see a guardians where it's just like all this nineties hits. I'm like, Oh yeah. Now we're feeling it. Cause I'm obviously more of a nineties kid than I was. They're gonna, I mean, that's on its way. They're gonna, where, who is going to be the nineties character? That's an interesting point. We seems like we kind of skipped it. Cause we have the young generation now that's like, 
Peter yeah. and Kamala are both kind of younger. And obviously Tom Holland was actually born in the nineties, but the way he's playing the character, he was not. So I don't know. I would argue nostalgia. At least for my age, well, I, I guess Captain Marvel was all in the nineties to be. Fair. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which is supposed to be, which is unfortunate that no one likes that movie. I would argue for the most part, every main character in the MCU is sort of aimed at my demographic of age group. Maybe I'm a little older than you, probably three years, but it feels like Tony Stark and they're just like slightly older than me. You know what I mean? Uh, but maybe I'm really, I see Robert Downey as like an old man. <laughs> He's like 20 years older than me. I do by the end, by the end of the MCU. Okay, I sort fair, of do. fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but anyway, whatever. We're off track. Back to the movie. Rocket's good. Like Rocket. Yep. Great. I think the other big thing is the Gamora Star Lord thing. They I really like the did setup. a good job at making her unlikable. She was the worst for the whole first two thirds of the movie, maybe oh. more. Three quarters. I wouldn't say she's the worst. She's the worst. But she's they definitely did a good first that they did a really good job of showing how depressed he was. That Christmas adventure yeah. did not help his mood at all. Nope, sure didn't. He was uh, still very drunk, which was pretty funny. Um, and it's very sad, and the you know, team got attacked and all that good stuff. We'll talk about Warlock in a bit. But then, yeah, mm-hmm. they set Gamora up as, like, I didn't experience this. I didn't think she was, like, mean about it. No, most she of the was time. just kind of frustrated because he kept trying to make her into something that she hadn't become yet. It's just kind of one of those things and I, I liked how nebula kept calling out like yeah this is what she was like before i don't know why you guys are so surprised so that i kind of dug for sure the fact that nebula is kind of there as a frame of reference like i knew her when she was that age and this is exactly the type of person she was so i don't know yeah which is interesting because like it's not who she is at the beginning of guardians one even like it's not like star lord changed her like who she is in this movie well, is not who she, like, even at the well, start of it, Guardians one. At the start of Guardians one, she had already bailed on Thanos, right? That's a right. And in her new version, which was an Endgame, it was before her initial ditching of Thanos. I believe she still was working with him. Maybe well, I'm no, because she didn't fight with him in Endgame. Okay, you're right. So yeah, there maybe it was strained. I don't I don't know how the timeline works there, but yeah, you're right. It's not, but it's fine because I, I do think it's interesting. It is an interesting in, look into her when she was, you know, Gamora, whatever her nickname is. She had some sort of assassin. Oh yeah, yeah. Woman assassin or something. Sounds right. But uh, she was interesting. I thought the relationship was interesting. I thought it had like a very slow burn, like a very slow build. But like I could feel the whole time. I was like, yeah, it's one. He's getting one he's layer getting one in. Step closer. I liked it. I I did really like it. And I also, not to like. I mean, obviously we're jumping around a little bit, but we knew that was going to happen. I like how it ended, and it didn't end up being the romance that they were kind of building up for. Maybe it's just that's it's kind sort, of like it the, sort of didn't. It sort of didn't. Like it's yeah. which is true of a lot of where the that's characters kinda, end off ending um, of romance movies and stuff that i dig like that's why i'm such a big fan of 500 days of summer like he does not end up with summer but i still love that movie it's definitely the new trope it's definitely they've definitely gone away from the ending with they the realize kiss thing. it worked yeah the ending with the kiss has gone away but yeah like i said i like the layers on layers i liked when he was like flirting with that assistant and sort of used it to show yeah, off his charm ura. to gamora i think it was ura. Yeah, like all, all that stuff I thought worked, and it you could tell that it sort of slowly chipped away at her the okay, whole time, which I like. Since you brought her up, can we talk about how disgusting the Orgo Corp like planet slash base was? It was gross, dude. Yeah, there gross. was pus and like just like veins and fatty tissue, and it was like, eh, I don't like this. This is gross. So that's why and when they I was kept doing it. I mean, it is gross, but it's not just the grossness. I think, like, when I think about the whole section, right? When I think back of this movie, like, am I going to think I liked that part of the movie? I don't know that Probably there's not. much of it. The landing in the joke with the the suits, I'll find funny, but then once they get on this weird, yeah, the Draxamantis thing, right? You were hopelessly in love with them. That was really a great You're part. Right, that was very funny. The actors definitely cracked, and then they left them cracking in the film. They're like, "Oh yeah, this is funny as heck. We gotta leave uh, this in." It definitely was pretty funny, and I liked the. I liked. The, I didn't Stupid get it. Like, billion. <laughs> like as it was happening, I was like, "What is happening?" But it was like he's just Nathan Billion had some crew member who's just the worst. 
And everyone knows yeah, that, that guy. Was funny. Yeah. Who's just like, like yeah, dude, this guy was great. So proud of him. This guy, <laughs> God, he's the worst. He doesn't do anything worst. right. I, I got one. Oh, he kept calling back to that. Like, yeah, I got one of those too. I totally get it. <laughs> this is Which, great. He cared more about dunking on that guy than he did about doing his job. I'll tell I you know, that. It was great. Uh, so, yeah, overall, I sort of like the section. I don't There's love certain, it. There, it. Yeah, it's definitely not the highlight of the movie, but I think there was enough jokes sprinkled in there that it, it definitely had to happen. He did do the, the pretty much the same thing as the prison escape where he like just took over their suits. I guess in the prison escape, they took over the drones, but it was very similar yeah, way to true. get out of prison, which is fine. That might have been a callback though, you know. I don't know, but call back to your own. There's only three movies. Whatever. I don't care. I know. I know what you're saying. Uh, it's fine. It's not my favorite part, but yeah. Me either. Um, I don't think it has to be. I think I like it a little more than the plan. I guess let's... Yeah, we can do that. Let's let's keep going on the different locations. Think sure. about the whole time on this counter Earth is sort of the other... The one time I peed, you said I missed a very funny scene with him with the Bat family at the kitchen table. I missed that whole... Oh yeah, so so I'll have, to, I'll have to watch that another time. But the counter Earth thing, they land on this planet. It's exactly like Earth, except that it's filled with these different aliens. Yeah, there's a couple funny Evolution. interactions. Yeah, there's like a hilarious. There is a really funny scene inside of the house where like Drax keeps trying to lay on their couch, and they keep telling him it's rude. And he just keeps arguing that like, well, it's what it's for. It's, <laughs> that's that, funny. that's a whole pretty funny bit. Uh, but I didn't love most of anything that happened on this planet. Um, I mean, the fact that, like, even in the trailer, the, like, throwing the dodgeball at the kid or the soccer ball, just smearing that kid right in the face is great. Oh, man. It's still, yeah, it was funny. Classic drags, dude. It was hilarious. Even though we, yeah, exactly. We knew it was coming, and it was still, still popped in the theater. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Star-Lord, it's not a trap. It's a face-off thing was, like, okay. Like, yeah, whatever. They do get the the data they need to save Rocket while they're there. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of them don't really have much. He's going to do. through on his wife. That was a uh, that was interesting. I mean, it, it makes sense. He pulls in his friends and his brother, but I was like, oh hey, it's a uh, Harcourt from Peacemaker. <laughs> and he shot her. Sure, Shara. That was funny. That was a funny scene. <laughs> oh man, Warlock right, and, then, and his pet. We got to get to that too. We keep keep yeah, rolling. Yeah. Keep rolling. We'll keep rolling. So yeah, not, nothing in that section of the movie was like overly exciting. A little bit of power, a little bit of this. Cool, cool Groot thing. You know, Kaiju Groot was cool. Well, there you go. How do you feel about Groot in this film? Like, from beginning yep. to end. Yep. Kaiju Groot was cool. The growing yep. wings was cool. Awesome. Uh, his, like, his way to fight was cool. The way he, like, take all, like, guns out. That was pretty dope. Yeah, that was sick. The back-to-back. Uh, like, you saw it in the trailer, but then to, like, see it actually executed the way he, like, opened up and was hiding yeah. all his guns inside of himself was all pretty sweet. It was... The, that scene and then also the hallway scene where like it's guardians at their best man that's how i felt about those couple of sections it's just the action was so fun and like fluid in the way they worked as a team i i really i really dug it and then what like they took advantage of each other's powers and kind of set the next one up to like layups it's just classic team dynamics but i love seeing it kind of pay off yep i love all the team stuff was good but yeah group group was fun group was cool um, I didn't love that they gave him more words. They're like, oh, I love you guys. One, I made the joke that he definitely should have said family because it's Vin Diesel and everyone mm-hmm. would have lost their minds. But I didn't I didn't like how like that. Eh, now I could say other words. Yeah, it definitely did not have anywhere near the impact of like we are group. Yeah, we are group was like, so much better. I think he, you should have just said that. I think you just said it again. Yeah, I think it would have been better to just say we are Groot again and you sort of feel like all right Groot has fully come back uh to where he was but yeah the I love you guys eh, didn't do it for me right I did like the whole bit about like Gamora came back and then couldn't understand him and all that stuff like those oh yeah I did I, I do like the idea I, I saw something online that people were arguing about that and I don't, I don't know which way I want to go with it but the Groot language, he, James Gunn's kind of seems to imply that the longer you're around him, the better you can understand him. But then people are calling back to Infinity War where Thor says he studied that language. So it's kind of like one of those stupid inconsistencies, you know? I think you can, it can be both, right? Exactly. Like That's you can have studied Spanish or you could 
hang out with in Mexico for a month. Like both work. Yeah, that's true. So what it? I like it. I liked it. I like the whole because then it ends well with like Gamora finally does get what he says, and it's a pretty heartwarming little moment. Yeah, it's interesting. It, I, her conclusion was kind of cool because like. She, in the time that she bailed on the team, she did go to the Ravagers and they became like her found family. And Starler pointed that out that they are the better ones. But she, I, I like how she was still loyal to the Ravagers because this is a new version of the Ravagers. They've slowly, like the second film, like got rid of all the ones that were like terrible. And now the crew that's left are mostly, you know, good people. They're still pirates, but they're not like the throwing drinks on baby Groot type. They seem like a, a true group of. Yeah, they're not the they're not Yandu's uh, slaver guys. They're they're the more practical ones. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I definitely thought they were cool. I thought, like I said, Gamora's arc was cool. And like we said, we talked about Groot. It ties back into Gamora. That's what this movie did well was that the, all the characters had like really interesting arcs. Like I think about uh, talk about Nebula for a second, right? Like Nebula, mm-hmm. first off, her new arm was cool. I liked your new arm. That was cool. Uh, yeah, power I mean, boost. it was that like, it. It was, you, know I mean? you know, Cyborg combined with what a bunch of other people that have had the robot arm that does other things. But it's fine. It worked for her. And I, I also liked it. She looked like, um, what's the the Destroyer from Thor 1? Yeah, that was I thought kind of the time that I got, yeah. But then it turns out that Rocket got made it for her, which is cool. But there's like a whole little arc and like an argument that she has with sort of Mantis. Mantis keeps calling her a jerk because she's very uncaring. But mm-hmm. then you can see like how much Nebula breaks down when she finds out Rocket's okay. Rocket's okay, yeah. Like little things like that, they do it. Like every character has a different connection to each character. That to yeah. me is why this is such a good Guardians. Is there so many yeah. little examples? It was the most like conglomerate type. Like you, you felt the team. You're like, okay, these guys are. For sure, super close. They're playing off each other. They have little things to bicker about. It, the Avengers do that too, but at the same time, like that, even that relationship between the different Avengers is they're not around each other twenty four seven. So like, you can you can definitely feel like these guys live together more than the Avengers ever really did. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'd say other than Tony and Cap, you right. don't really feel that much connection between most of the Avengers because they sort of like, oh, you're in one. Yeah, of together. I mean, they had Avengers campus or whatever, and I know that some of them lived there at that time, but it's like what relationships had a payoff from that stay other than vision and Wanda. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's, that's why I think this is really, this is just well-written movie, which is like yeah. to James Gunn Dodge. He had a James good Gunn. idea. If you watch the movie, you can like see the seeds being planted of Nebula being a jerk and kind of see where it pays off at the end. You see yeah. like how, you know, Groot sort of has to find his own way in there. Like it all no, no. pays off. It's all very good. Um, I don't know who's my favorite one. Probably Starlight's still my favorite character, but I would say my favorite arc that wasn't Rocket was probably was probably Drax. I kind of I was just gonna thing. say I this was this was a Drax highlight for me. This movie I really really loved it. It's like he got to he did keep doing his stupid you know on the dummy shtick, but he also showed his vulnerability and like the fact that like. You forget that he was a dad because he doesn't bring it up anymore. But when he's con- like confronted with a bunch of kids, like he knows exactly how to be a dad, and he knows how to like be there for certain teammates, even though he calls them ugly and morons and stupid. And <laughs> but like, yeah. there's so much love there, and that's that's a detriment. That's you know, you got to shout out to Dave Bautista's acting chops because he really he really bodied the character this time. It was really cool. Yeah, I definitely thought it was really good. I thought they did a really good job. He's always funny. Like, yeah. I think some people are like, oh, Drax is just a joke machine. Joke machine. Yeah, because it's funny every time. I legitimately think every time he opens his mouth, it's pretty freaking funny. God, the stupid Zargnaut scene close to the top, which is like, would you like a Zargnaut? Like, maybe and I want like a Zargnaut. They're all gone. They're all <laughs> gone. Shoves one more Zargnaut in his mouth. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, James got it. Dude. He had to have the payoff for the Zargnauts. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yes, moves yes. so imperceptibly slow, no one can see. <laughs> yep, so Drax good. is really funny, and but it's also good. He's also heartwarming, and yep. again, he's one of the people who gets to end in a in Very a good place. Yeah. Um, he sort of has a really cool relationship with Mantis, which we already knew from the second one. Um, that does the same thing. It sort of has like a 
they have, it yeah, pays off, but it doesn't. It's pay not off a romance, but it is a romance. I, I, I like, I like it because they, they've gone through different things. Um, if you watch the boys, it reminds me of uh, Frenchie and Kamiko. That's kind of how those two feel to me. If you guys have watched the boys recently, it's kind of like that type of relationship. Yeah, I feel like there's a little bit of romance. They just, you know. Yeah, but there was a little bit of romance between Frenchie and Kamiko, and then they're like, "Yeah, that was weird." <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah, it's just something I associated in my head. Maybe yes. Maybe other people think that. I think it'll pay off. Mantis, I thought was really cool. I think Mantis does a really good job in this movie. I think the, I love how violently they had her fall everywhere. Like she never is, landed soft. She was always on her head or her neck or whatever. It was it was good stuff. But she does. She did a good job of like being the outwardly caring. Like we, we said every. You can tell everyone cares for different ways. Yeah, she's the. She like actively as shows that she cares is like actively trying to push peter yeah, and like she defends drax with him <laughs> that was another one of the funny jokes she just dunks on him for being an idiot and drax is like i don't know if i really enjoy this defense <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> he he killed it with the one-liners this time yeah. I, I can't even handle how good batista was in this one that's a, that's such a funny moment it's just i'm not really sure i love this defense <laughs> it was really funny uh, but it is good. It's good that she there. It's just that she cares about everybody, right? She yells at Nebula, but like in a like, hey, can you just stop being a jerk for no reason right now? I don't understand. Well, since we're kind of in that area of the film, how do you feel? It was the first ever MCU f bomb. Was it executed right? Because I kind of really loved it. It felt like it was truly oh the car showing scene? how frustrating it is when people are doing dumb stuff with cars. <laughs> yeah first of all yes again yeah we're talking nebula that's one of nebula's better scenes is the stupid car just again it's so funny because it's in contrast to the suit scene right which is like oh that's so intuitive and it's not intuitive at all (laughs) and then she like the most intuitive thing in the world really is just like a push the button push the the button on the handle like there's only one button i don't know she's trying to push push the keyhole yeah like that's so funny that she like (laughs) So now what? Open the fucking door. door. <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah, especially because she like she gets it, she pushes the button, and then just like stands there. It's like just open the door. Uh, it's you idiot. the best, dude. I love it. Uh, it was. I I am all. Am I a little bummed that it didn't get to be Deadpool or like Wolverine? I guess, but it's nah, like you care. gotta drop the f bomb eventually. Apparently, there was I think it was something some posted on our Facebook page or something. I saw that like. James Gunn left that in there, but he kind of assumed Kevin Foggy would cut it because it was an F bomb and he just let him keep it. So like, that's actually kind of legendary that you would just shoot your shot like that. Like, ah, it's funny enough. Let's see if it plays. Yeah, it's funny. The whole scene. Yeah, exactly. That seems again, this movie is very funny. I'm going to keep saying it. I think, which is why maybe gardens don't age as well. And this one might not age as well. We've only seen it once. It's like humor drops off and that's fine. But I think I don't I'm know, like, man. It's it's a combination though. Like, yes, maybe some of the like one-liners, but the the physical characteristics and like the build-up for how you what you know about each character and having them be so ridiculous in certain times. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna age poorly. <laughs> the action is dope. I mean, we've, we've hit a little bit on the emotion, a little bit on the funny, but the action is really cool. They're yeah, not- they pushed. There was a couple times where like the violence got pretty heavy. I was like, maybe they could have gone. If they, I mean, if they let James Gunn kind of do his full James Gunn thing, which is the the rated R heads exploding things but like that, you, like you get away with it because like Nebula spits up oil instead of blood. Yeah, you know, you kind of get you get to be a little little. Loose yeah, and it. a lot of like there's like implied violence, like the blood coming off the scalpel when Rocket was getting worked on. Like it didn't show Rocket getting cut up, but obviously that's what was happening. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's, let's break down some action scenes while we're at it. Yep. Let's start with Warlock. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. Yeah, we'll, we didn't we'll talk go. about him at all yet. I guess we, you want to talk about his action scene first or just what you felt about the character? Let's just talk about the action scenes. We'll, okay. We'll talk about his character a little bit and we'll, we'll, it'll, yeah, it'll we'll get flashed it out. Yeah. Uh, the opening action scene, really, like we said, the, we're meeting the town. We're meeting nowhere. It's sort of a catch-up for people who didn't watch the Christmas scene. Yeah, and then, I pointed that out in the spoiler free review. They're like, she calls he calls mantis's sister twice in like just to make sure you know yeah 10 minutes from each other it's like we we get it like you but you have to you have to do stuff like yeah. that you just you get you get reintroduced to cosmo who's 
hilarious, by the way. So funny. Oh, I Cosmo is like it's a highlight so back up here. Legend. I liked Craglin too. He was all right, but Cosmo really, Cosmo. really nailed it. Oh my god, I love Cosmo. I'm Take so it glad. back when you said I was bad dog. <laughs> that was almost my. I know you did not need it. I almost said good dog was gonna be my mm. word, but I or phrase, but I didn't do it. It's just so funny because it's like it's exactly how I think. If a dogs dog. could talk, that's how they would talk. It's like I, the dog from Up. Like it's like Doug, but smarter. Is kind of yeah, how they yep. played Cosmo, and it worked. That's perfectly. true. That's a good way. To, that's a good way to describe it, which is very funny. But anyway, they reintroduce all this stuff, and then sort of Adam sort of attacks out of nowhere. We don't really get what's going on, and it's sort of weird because he he doesn't really talk much. I don't really even know what he's doing there. Like, is he just there to kill everyone? Is he? You know, it doesn't really explain it. Everyone gets a sort of one-on-one -on -one moment with him. I like I like Will Poulter. His accent was pretty great. He's he's actually like I don't know why no one saw it coming that like Adam Warlock was not going to be taken that seriously because Will Poulter is primarily a comedic actor. He's in other serious things like I play a video game where he's one of the main characters and that's very dramatic. But it's he's he's known for being funny and things because he has a funny face. <laughs> But now he's handsome and buff, so there you go. Yeah, I, it was fine. I, I, I was totally fine with it because this action scene is what you wanted, right? It showed that he was big and scary and intimidating. But like, if mm -hmm. the whole movie was just them fighting him, I'm like that's lame. But yep. the opening fight was cool. Everyone got their shot at him. Uh, Drax held up pretty well. I but, liked like, it. It showed, showed Nebula's durability everyone. once again of her doing that creepy Exorcist, put herself back together thing. Yep, they get away with that too because she's a robot. <laughs> They really like, do like take it out on the Android because it's not illegal. <laughs> and of course it and it leads to Rocket getting put in the situation that he is because he gets shot. Like Warlock was there to kill him, which is cool. Like, he was like messing mm -hmm. people up. Uh and like you know, like legitimately darker than most times fights end. It sort of had that that civil war tone to it a little bit. Yep. I'll be honest, because like for half a second, I thought Rocket was literally going to die, and I was like, "They spent the whole movie trying to save him." Oh, it did the end, like, yeah, yeah. Just because, like, I don't know. I, th I thought that, that, yeah, obviously he got taken. They tried to save him with the med pack, which they weren't allowed to do because there's a kill switch on the heart, and that's kind of like the yeah, boom. that's plot a plot starts. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, that's good. All right, continuing on, that's a good fight scene. Definitely not one of the better fight scenes. No. I think as we continue on, we see some more fights. The you notice the creatures; they end up fighting a lot of these weird creatures. The creature design, oh, is incredible, baller, dude. It, yeah, me and you and I both were like, "This feels like we're looking at video game characters." And like you pointed out, the like this feels like a video game building. It's just like they really kind of embraced the Very idea cool. of like taking kind of ideas from games and putting them in. The they movie. sort of did a, a beep bop and Rocksteady from yep. TMNT, mm -hmm. but like in the souped up sort of horror style with the robot machines. Like the pig yeah, fight cool. with Gamora was like pretty cool on the ship. Um, you know, the the shooting scene with with Groot and I liked Star Lord it. was that pretty was so legit. cool looking. It was it was legit looking for sure. I thought uh, you know, and then obviously the hallway fight scene is was the legendary one. Really think yeah. about it. Was there any? There's only like yeah. There's only like three or four like legit action scenes, but they were. I mean, all if good. you want to count, I mean, fighting as action, then yes. But like the whole, I don't know, third act of them That's getting fair. the people yes. from the base. There's to plenty the of like escaping explosions that happened a few different times. Exactly. But yeah, in pure fight scenes, there's only like three. But the hallway one is just so epic. Yeah, it's um, so dope. It's I can't believe they made that look that cool, dude. I, everybody got their highlight reel. It felt like you're just watching someone like they cut apart a sizzle reel of like cool action sequences. And they're like, let's put them all in one hallway. Yeah. It was definitely the opening scene from Ultron, but in a condensed hallway is really yeah. what it was. It was shot in a similar way. It's sort of yeah. the camera rotated, but they did some like cool stuff. Like at one point someone pins a dude to the wall while his like yeah, Drax throws his knife into the knee. I liked uh Drax put a branch in someone and then turned them into like a alien porcupine. Like that was pretty wild. <laughs> oh I missed I missed that one. I liked yeah, the Gamora cool. cutting the last dude in half was pretty dope. Like you could tell like she's so cool. like she's like oh wait this is like I mean cool. Rocket running across 
or yeah, rocket running across Groot's arm as he's shooting people that you see in the trailer. Like, there's a reason it was in the trailer because it's freaking sweet looking. Oh yeah, and like the, you, he finally like when he finally gets to wake up and then you see him back on Groot's shoulder, you're like, yeah, that's where he belongs. Yeah, there he is. There's, there's a lot of really yeah, Star Lord. Like, I love watching Star Lord for it because I think it's like so interesting that he's just this dude. But he like is always so clever. He's always just got like a weird, random, clever way of moving. Yeah, like the the one spot. I mean, maybe this is what you're thinking of. He threw the three like I don't know gravity bomber explosion things on the chest, and then didn't activate it until they all turned on them to shoot. And then yeah. he's like, boom. And I was of like, course, he put one. Very Batman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I loved all love that. The whole hallway scene is great. Uh, what's his face with the arrow? Oh, Kraglin. The the. I mean, first of all, uh, spoiler alert, little little cameo there by Yondu coming back. Yeah, but that's because James Gunn's together. friends with Michael Rooker, so he's just like, hey, dude, can you be in this for three seconds? And, of course, he's going to do it. I don't even – I mean, he probably did. I'm sure he did, but, like, you definitely could have just done it. He just stood there. Like, you could have took any scene of him and just superimposed him if you wanted. No, but, but. they didn't, though. You could tell because uh, he's looking a little older, which – kind of defeats the purpose they could have yeah, changed a little it. bit but it's it was fun. he was on the screen for all of what three four seconds got to say like use your heart That's a little it. little chest bump yep little little wry smile but yeah. the uh i mean the arrow is just so cool and uh, the arrow is sweet. a smart way to do it right you give it to a character who's like a sort of a bumbling doofus who doesn't really know how to use it that way like it can be overpowered and just solve all your problems uh-huh and uh but when he finally does it sort of I did find other that was a cool use of those two characters because cosmo and craglin are both like new guardians but they were the ones left in charge of nowhere and they came in the clutch with the godhead to the ship and it's like they, they got dope. visually yeah. dope that was very visually awesome to watch For it sure. like come out of space yeah and to find out that nowhere is just like a giant ship was pretty sweet yeah. um but yeah the, i mean the that was a cool scene. The arrow is always dope. I, it's my favorite. It's I like my how favorite. I got stuck and then Cosmo just sandwiched a dude. That was pretty sweet. I knew you thought I was good, dog. <laughs> uh, so good. So Cosmo's good, so good. Dude. Uh, I do wish I could have seen a little more Cosmo interacting with the actual Guardians, but that's okay. Well, I that's think, the ones that are left by the end. You know, you got Rocket and Groot and then some new team members. Cosmo's part of that new group now, so she'll get to She'll get some more opportunities, but you're right now with the main people. Did you have a favorite design of something? The creature? Oh, shoot. I don't know. They were really cool. I liked um, the like almost horror looking. What did they call them? The super bad guys. They had a name in it where like they're like the super beefy ones. They're the defender. I, I don't know. I don't know what they called them. You're right. The yeah, incinerators. They I don't, it wasn't. They didn't have any. They're supposed to be the bodyguards for the new. Yes. Mm-hmm. The main guy was sick. He had like half an octopus head. It almost looked like I don't know, like a like a lion maybe. I don't know. Just super the one that Gamora cut in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the turtle. Sick. I think I like the turtle one the best. Ooh, the I thought he looked cool. Too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Warlock looked fine. I, I don't didn't love him. They painted him gold. They did what they had to do. I kind of like the high evolutionaries look. I, I like the stretch cool. up face. They definitely stole that from uh, Batman comic books. Could jo- like Joker got his face cut off, and then he started using the face that he cut off, and he wrapped yes. the dead skin around his face. So it was very like representative of that a little bit. It was definitely more RoboCop, but that's okay. You wouldn't know no. you're too young. It's Joker. <laughs> You're too young to get that reference. I did love that there was a moment where Star Lord, like, I can't remember all of it. It's like ter- Terminator, RoboCop, Purple Norple looking at, like, he's just, yeah, he threw out like four or five different references in a row. Barney looking ass or something like that. And yeah. They it was were great. all dead on. You like that? They are all exactly. Oh, that right. string of insults was unmatched. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty good. I loved that. And yeah, I like the Avenger look. I mean, we could take a minute to talk about him while we're while we're here because I think he's probably the best conduit to talk through the plot because he's the only Ooh. one that connects the high evolutionary. High evolutionary, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's talk through him because it's the best way to talk the plot at the same time. Yeah, we I said, pointed out the spoiler-free one that like he's he's a vi- he's a true villain's villain. You don't feel bad for him at any point or feel like he's right in what he's doing. He's just like the easiest to identify. Uh, he's he's bad. He's the captain. He's the captain hook. He's you know. He's made to be the enemy. 
yep. Butch. Was it Butch and Mickey Mouse? Yeah. And he does a good job. He does a good job of it. Like we said, the, the plot starts off really with him experimenting on Rocket because he's trying to create this new society. And as you're going through the flashbacks, you realize that he's struggling to make this perfection. And then like Rocket, even in his little infancy. Sort I of liked the explanation of him as a character that like, yeah, he's literally created universes. Like people see him as God. I'm like, oh, that's yes, freaking he's cool. He's cre- literally created species, the whole weird gold species. Like yep. he created that species. He's created planets, but he's just trying to strive to create a perfect society. Um, right. Which he just, he can't get right. But then Rocket comes in and like immediately solves an issue he's having. Well, that was the funny part is like he was talking out like how he's like how he made Counter Earth to be like a better Earth, but then you know they point out that like there was an octopus dealing crack to cockroach kids, like <laughs> that yeah. the, you did not succeed in making your perfect society, and obviously that's why he blows them up. But and he knows but, it, and he he hates it, and it's like it's gnawing at him that he can't get it right, and he just needs Rocket back, mm-hmm. he just needs Rocket's brain back so he can finally accomplish his his weird goal. Like that stuff's good. And the actual plot where he's like, you know, like you said, he's created all these planets. He's obviously this big, important, big deal. His powers are pretty interesting. Those like telekinesis. It's very. One thing that they dropped with him that I wish they would have done more in the movie in the very beginning, when you're introduced to him, when he's talking to the gold queen or whatever, they literally bring a step stool for him to look down on her. Cause he's like a pretty short guy. So they gave him like a Napoleon complex and then just kind of, didn't really bring it up again i kind of wish they would have kept that going like when he was facing off with star lord or whatever and knew he was coming that type of thing yeah i would have it might have come off goofy he probably should either don't do it at all or do it full way exactly uh yeah i thought that was interesting that he created the gold people i thought it was that because that's how that's why warlock's doing this yeah get rocket back or i will destroy Well, that was the thing that like people are trying to speculate on like, why would these gold people be so upset about those batteries? And that was kind of, you know, a good little wreck. Yeah. Ended up not being the true reason that, you know, Warlock's yeah. doing this mission. An interesting little retcon, I thought. And you said, yeah, he's just on this mission to get rocket back while also trying to create this perfect plan. It, it's like, okay. Um, it is weird that, Rocket had like this kill switch, but I guess he didn't really care if Rocket died. I don't know. Like how how is he going to succeed if Rocket had died due to this kill switch? It sort of seems like a weird flaw in his plan. Well, but, I mean, there's he, I guess he doesn't know that he's hurt, right? Because they didn't find uh, that's true. They, ne- they never really tell him, do they? I don't think they do. No, exactly. I think that's what it is. I don't think he knows that the like Rocket's injured. I could yeah, be wrong, just, but I'm pretty sure he didn't. You're right. I don't ever think that there's a moment that they like explain that we needed to save our friend or why they're trying to get the guy's like brain computer. Like they yeah. kind of, yeah. So that's it. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's interesting. Like he, he destroys all of Counter Earth because he's just like, ah, didn't get it right. So he just destroys an entire planet of all these weird creatures, which is more sad than you know the audience feels. But it sucks for them, I guess. Right. They were dealing crack anyway, so who cares? That's true. Yeah. I mean, whatever, dude. Planet's yeah, gone. They're stuck in the nineties anyway. Who cares? Uh but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was interesting. I thought he was good. I thought his his dealing with Rocket was good. Yep. I no thought doubt. he was a good like he was like kind of jealous of his creation and he wanted his brain. Like all great stuff. Like a really good reason why he would be like pushing it harder to get rocket because he knows that he can't do it without him. It's really good kind of use of the villain. And he sort of had that, like that super genius tick where he was just like always going a little too fast. Always like his brain was always a little overwhelmed. It's very much like Moriarty and Sherlock. If you want to go about it that way, like the mentally challenging, mentally jousting he needed. He wanted his jousting partner because everyone else is kind of like, below rocket and the way he thinks of people and talking to them. So maybe that had a little bit to do with it too. Yeah. I, I was definitely, as you're watching the movie, you're kind of like wondering like, does he want rocket back? Cause he wants a companion. Does he want rocket back? Cause he wants to just steal his brain. Do you, does he want rocket back to like help him, him become like the next, like help him be like assistant God or whatever. Like, cause he pointed out the problem with 
them being feral when he was first creating these organisms anyway. So, yeah. yeah. But then as you like watch the flashbacks, you sort of get this, like you realize how just absolutely brutally callous. High He's was. nuts too. Yeah. Just kill any creature at any time. Didn't care. Um, including rocket. He like, he was going to kill rocket and all the yep. other experiment. What, 89. 89, 89, 1B or whatever. Like, and he did. That was brutal. That was a sad scene. Oh, it hurts. It hurts, hurt, man. It was good to see Rocket scratch him up, which this comes back. That's why he wears his face because he's he got the two face fit. Yeah, two face going on. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. That was a when he that was a face was off, pretty gory. There you for, go. Yeah, for like a PG thirteen movie, they got away with a little bit there. I thought that was like that was kind of scary looking, to be honest. I mean, not to me as an adult man, but <laughs> yeah, to a no, kid, that would look like, sketchy yeah. and give you nightmares. It's a freaky face. But I mean, if you're not scared by like that weird turtle or that weird like bunny, also that's true. True. <laughs> that bunny with floor. Legs. <laughs> yeah. floor. That's such a good, that's so, the whole time is sad. The way the music, every time they're in that cell together. Oh, and it gives them the so music. much hope and they think that they're the species that's going to get to go to the earth. And oh man, everything about it. Just so good. So good. So good. So evil. Ah. Uh, Rocket finds size rocket. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk. I he's a man. raccoon. <laughs> That's true. Let's <laughs> say he's a rocket. No, so yeah, you did. You did. Uh, I mean, he, he did. He did pick his name. He did. did. But I, scenes, I was so talking about the fact that he he learned that he actually is indeed a raccoon. Yes. Um, which is a fun little callback to all three movies. Okay, yeah. let's talk. Let's talk the ending though, because I do want to talk through where everybody ends off and how we feel about where they are. Not like not necessarily for us, because we might never see them again, or we might see them again. Who knows? Right. But like, if this was the end, how would you feel about each character, where they went off, and like in your imagination, how like the guard, like all the guardians characters? Yeah, each like guardian. How, I think this served as like you could have had all of the guardians kind of retire, and I would have felt satisfied with the arcs that they went through. I'm also glad that like Rocket is taking on a leadership role. And like that was a touching little moment where Star Lord kind of passes the mantle. Everybody explains what they're going to go do. Like that was all pretty, you know, classic. This is the end type of thing. But well, let's I think break that's them down. Made the conclusion great. Yeah. Okay. Let's break them it. down one at a time and decide what we think. What do we, so you said you like Rocket. We like that he's staying as a guardian, but he's now the leader. Yep, hard uh, to say anything about Groot other than like he's he's the loyal sidekick dog to Rocket. So there you yep, go. Which he does, but he looks cool. He does. He does get, look he cool. Does he looks cool. that, that that last one was really he sweet got, looking. He got much bigger and looks like a more of like a, a hardened ironwood. You know what I mean? Looks very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously oh, like him, birchy white type of thing. Yeah. Cosmo and what's his face sort of our Craglin. the guardians now. And well, there's another, the one of the little girls that they saved on the ship. They added her to the yeah, team, which is, I know I was like, all right, whatever, I guess. Got to fill the, got to fill the team out. Right. Um, they have a fun little post credit scene. I like yep. that. You're right. I mm-hmm. like them. Um, Drax and Nebula are staying behind. To, uh, <sighs> Nebula's makes sense because she would be the one kind of left in charge around there. But the Drax one, it was a throwaway. It sucks because like he wanted to go with Mantis, and Mantis is going to go off on some adventure that honestly they might turn into a short or like a post-credit scene for the next Guardians movie or something. It's going to be something to do with Mantis just prancing around doing her bubbly stuff. But Drax, instead of going with her, which would have been like more of a logical conclusion for his character, there's kind of like, nah, you stay here. I need I need help enforcing things. It was kind of weak, but. I guess they weren't given that much of a choice. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I, I like the they they sort of try to justify it with the like, oh, you're good with kids, stay here and be the dad. Which like, and then he gets to do the happy dancing and show that he's happy. But like, he also cried with Mantis. But I agree. I wish he would have gone with Mantis. Yep. Like, whatever. It seemed like there was no. That's the, that, that was why I brought up the like maybe post credit scene or like a TV show episode or something. That's the only reason I brought it up because logically. They, I think they want to keep Mantis on the table and they want right. to do something with her right. later. And if they'd have to explain Drax's absence, but right. well, they're, I don't exactly. think they're going to do a nebula spinoff or whatever. That's exactly so they, right. So yeah. You have to leave Drax behind because we know he's not going to be in future projects. Exactly. Um, which So that, that was a bummer. He had a great film, but 
he didn't quite stick the landing because the conclusion for him didn't make sense. But everybody else, I think, I felt pretty good about. Star Lords was a little, a little weak, just a little bit. I, I was thought okay. They, I was okay yeah. with the payoff, but it was a little weak. It's like there was an offhanded think, comment at the beginning of the movie about maybe your grandpa's still alive, and then it's kind of just forgotten until the end. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. I think the Star Lord thing is the same thing as the Drax, but in reverse. Right, I think that they need right. to have Star Lord something else. They have something else planned specifically for Star Lord. Yep, and, and that was the post-credit oh, scenes. Like the legendary Star Lord will return. And it's yeah, like, he's the only one that said they were going to return for sure at this point. But I mean, obviously, I think. But I think they wanted him to be on Earth. It was very right, important exactly. to them that Star Lord was on Earth. Yeah, because they don't have to like weirdly explain him going back and forth to Earth like at the next Avengers crossover. Just put him on Earth, and then he's easy access. Yep. So I think that that's the reason for it. I don't love it, but it's fine. He gets to go back to Earth, explore his human side a little bit. Might be interesting going forward. Who knows? The Nebula thing, like you said, they sort of set it up even at the beginning of the movie. You could tell that because Starlord was a drunk, she had sort of taken over. Which they're going to play. We're gonna play on the like man out of time. I think is what they're gonna do with Star Lord. Like, oh, he's he's in the eighties. They're gonna do the they're gonna Cobra Kai. It is kind of what it sounds like they did. They're gonna do. It depends on how Johnny. big his, depends on how big his role is. But that's true. Uh, I do like it. They he has a funny post end credit scene. Um, yeah, Gamora, like though. you said, we sort of hit on Gamora's thing. She does go back to the Ravagers, but she also like very clearly was like Had accepted the fact that camps, yeah accepted the fact that yeah you're probably right we probably were like good together yeah the star lord she's like, what she say i bet we were fun i think that's like her yeah i bet we line. were fun um which is good I think it leaves the door open for if they ever want to do the romance again Got but also leaves the door entertainment open. on uh on youtube here he said the film was a balance of volume one charm and jokes but volume two over the top creativity i can see where he's coming from there uh, that's yeah so i mean that's first off i think I think all three films are incredibly creative. Incredibly yeah, no, you like can't, you unique. can't do a spacefaring adventure like this without it being super creative. Like well, you can. I've seen it. Like, yeah, like no, I mean, that's Ant what I'm saying. You not can't technically do it well. in space. I'm saying you can't do like, it well. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, they did a space adventure for Ant Man and it was dumb. You're, that's was, that's a fair It's just more bland. It just was bland. Like this everything about this, like the weird bio ship was like gross, but it's all very unique. That's just a it's so good. And I love the joke. I think all three movies jokes are great. So I understand Derpy's point here. I think they're all amazing, but I love it. Yep. I love everything that's going on. All good stuff. That kind of, that kind of wraps up everyone. Is there anyone else that we kind of are leaving in the cold here? I mean, we didn't say it, but at, well, yeah, we did. Adam Warlock's on the new Guardians. I think yeah, he's going to get, he's gonna get was, used again later for I was sure. To think. I was like, someone else we know is on that Guardians team. It's Warlock. Yeah, it's Warlock. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I kind of yeah. Everyone sort of ends, I think, in a pretty good spot. Like I said, it seems like the most likely is that it's going to be, um, you know, Star Chris Pratt hanging out Star Lord. Yeah. But I think there's a good chance we get, even if it's just a what if or a. It's going to be interesting. Special. The space guys, I think they may not even cross over with Star Lord at all again, which I think would be a good move if they kept that them in the like a Guardians. space. Yeah, the new Guardians, they're not going to cross over with Star-Lord anymore because he's on Earth. But if they like, if they had something to do with like the next Secret Invasion or something in Captain Marvel, like I would like to see those characters interact with other people in the MCU because the Guardians, because they're a team of five, they, they separate sometimes, but for the most part, they feel like a unit that doesn't necessarily have individual relationships outside of their team. So I think I think it'd be cool to have them jump around a little bit. Yeah, I hope they show up some more. Like I said, it does. I mean, the Mantis thing. I don't know that we'll ever see her again. I think you're right that they left the door open by not having Drax go with her. But I don't know. It didn't feel like they had anything planned for her, though. Well, can we? I mean, let's keep it a hundred. Like she's not the best character. She's just not. I she's, liked her. I liked her. She's a good, lot but she's not even. She's not, I don't even think she's a top three guardian. So it's just no, like. I, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I really liked her. I thought she was really fun, and I loved her in the Christmas special. Uh, well, the, I mean, she doesn't have the pull power. I don't know. Like She, she definitely that, doesn't have that. I mean, that she definitely isn't the most popular not a, Exactly. She's not a solo artist. She needs a needs a group of people to hang out with. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. She I don't know. It seems it seems weird that she didn't stay and just be on the Guardians. And again, her like her explanation at the end was super weak. It was like, oh, I did everything ego wanted forever. And then I did everything yeah. the Guardians wanted. It's like we none of no one's forcing you any... to be here. That's a good point, Coach. Yeah. Yeah. So right. they, there has to be something. I just don't I mean Marvel's known I mean it'll pay off. It'll be cool in you know six years and we're like, hey, there well, maybe she it's is. The same. Well, maybe it's the same thing as Rex. Maybe she was like, I, I'm not coming back to be part of a new Guardians team. I'm not doing it. That's true. Like just send my character somewhere else because I'm not I'm not sticking around either. Also could be true. Yeah, that's fair. Um it is kind of crazy that a lot of these actors are trying to get out of their Marvel roles. I'm like, but but why? It's just free money, dude. Like it's you're so doing your job but more than like anywhere else. I'm not saying that should be the only thing you do because yeah. you know I mean, after, eventually eventually you're gonna flex your creativity, you know. but come on, keep the keep the money flowing. Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel are gonna ride these lines out until they're 90 if they want to. Which is just like it's not like they're going yeah. around physically acting at all. They're just like, yeah, let me talk and let me do some voiceover stuff and pay me ten million dollars. Yeah, but how awful is the Fast and Furious franchise now? I mean that's true. <laughs> that's that's a weak comparison, though. I'm saying, the I'm idea not. of that started with street races, and somehow we got to space. That is not what this is. This is comic books, and now it they're started getting in space. Exactly. No, it's going to com- end in street racing. It's going to be good. Ooh, 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 there you go. Uh, there you go. Yeah. All in all, I mean, like I said, I feel good about that seven eight range of a ranking. I feel good that it's going to hold up a little bit to the. Uh, you know, the emotions are going to hold up. I think the action's going to hold up probably better than some of the other ones. That's the one thing Guardians 1 doesn't really have is any, like, really cool action scenes. Um, uh, so Yeah, I think you're right. There's not, like, anything. I mean, yeah, the attack on Nowhere is boring. The final Xandar attack is boring. Like, the prison break is, like, okay. Yeah, they have cooler action scenes in the Avengers. Like, when they're just mowing down yeah. aliens in Wakanda. That thing is... that's that was So, I think that... This movie's gonna have that on one. I think just... It doesn't have an awful, awful side plot. Like... Like, two. The Rocket's sad backstory is What's so like much better... Subplot. ...than the Ego subplot going on that's in two. It. So, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to hold up well... I still think it's like on par with one, but I could see the argument. No, it's, it's I, for me. I said it before, and, and I thought about it more, and I, I'm sticking with it. This is definitely the the best Guardians one for me. Yeah, good, and I hope I hope they like it. And it's it sucks that they're gone. Like I'm sad that there's not going to be another Guardians. Right? Like, I would love to see these. Is guys it weird that like back. this conclusion did enough for me that I'm not actually sad about not seeing well, a future well, here? It's not that weird. You didn't like the first two. I know, but you know, it's still a team as part of the MCU. It's just kind of like I'm not looking forward to much. Uh, yeah, fair enough. The fact that I know Star Lord's coming back makes me okay with the whole thing. So, right. uh, overall, fun movie, good movie. I liked it a lot. I mean, there's there's a lot to say. I think I think you got to go watch it. Go watch it. Pay yeah, attention this is to all of it. Theater Marvel movie, guys. Like, go out there and watch it. It's Quantumania. We get it. We told you not to go to the movies to see that. I, I do not yeah, trust our opinion. Here. Like we're objective here. We wouldn't tell you to go watch it if we didn't think it was really, really. Well, yeah, because I know how much of a pain it is. Like, coach, I committed the cardinal sin recently. For the first time in ten years, I didn't go see a superhero movie in theaters. It was Shazam two, but still. I'm not watching Shazam two. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. I don't care what anyone says. I'm but not, yeah, I, I I can be objective. Be like, yeah, you don't have to see this one in the theater. And this one, I would I would highly recommend you do. Yep, definitely should. Definitely good. Pay attention to all of it. Like we said, I think every character's arc, you can see the seeds of it in that opening scene on Nowhere. And it it pushes through the whole movie. It's worth... Pay attention to everything. Pay attention to every character. They stick the landing, man. They gave you all the full story. They gave you a close, but they also gave the writers kind of ways out with certain characters. So it's it, it served exactly what a, what a what the end of a trilogy is supposed to do when it's part of a franchise like this. And if you can get there, get there on the weekend. It's, it's always more fun with a crowd. I think especially f- movies that are supposed to be funny are way better with a crowd. That Not also that it's with you. surprising, but I did see that this had the best preview screening of yeah. uh, the, the franchise, which makes sense, but you know, it's still a, qu- a good start to have that. Like a lot of people went and saw this on Thursday. And that means that the, I think this is a, a nice boost that the MCU needed. 
not that it, I thought it was that bad, but the audience wasn't a hundred percent there for him sometimes. So, yep. Go see. All it. right. This was fun. Thank you guys for hanging out. Hope you guys enjoyed our little, little week of guardians goodness. We'll, uh, we'll see if we get some other people on to give their opinions of guardians, of course. And then we got we'll get, secret invasion coming soon. We'll get right yeah. back on that secret invasion train, which will be fun. Uh, try not to have too much fun without us guys. Thank you. Great review. Hey guys, in case it wasn't obvious, we here at Marvel Stuff and the Gotham City Rogues podcast do not own any of the IP we talk about. We're just fans having a good time talking about the things we love.